You're listening to the Entrepreneur Ignited Podcast. Where you'll get proven strategies to start and grow your online business from in the trenches digital entrepreneurs. EntrepreneurIgnited.com. Launch your online business. Live your dreams. Now, here's your host, Derek Gale. Welcome to the Entrepreneur Ignited Podcast, a podcast designed to skip the hype, skip the BS, and bring you real actionable tips and strategies to help you grow your business and income on the internet. This is your host, Derek Gale, and today we're going to be diving into email marketing and uh, you know how to really leverage email to grow your business, and more specifically, even if you don't have your own list. And uh, Today's guest isn't just an email marketing ninja. He's also uh, he's kind of he's an internet marketing legend. This guy's been a pioneer in the world of internet marketing, uh, coming online in 1993. And it's actually one of the first people I started learning from when I came back online in the 1990s. And uh, after 22 years, he's still crushing it on the internet in multiple different markets, while at the same time teaching people how to use really killer traffic and email tactics that he's pioneering every day. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome the one, the only Jonathan Mazel to the show. Jonathan, thanks for being here today. Thank you so much, Derek. Derek, I was just thinking about it. How long have we known each other? Have we known each other for 15, 16 years now? I think 98, probably. Oh my God, that's amazing. Folks, I don't, you know, like there's people who are marketing experts who are 16 years old supposedly if they're if they're marketing experts i don't know if they're really experts but you know the the the, the it gets so young now yeah. and uh, i just am so honored to be on your podcast it's so great to reconnect with you thank you so much um really looking forward to sharing stuff with your audience today awesome and and so you know it's funny like most of the time I get people on the show, and you're right, there's so many you know, young guns out there, and I'll say, you know, share your story with me, and they'll be like, well, it started in, you know, 2014, and so, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, okay, so I'm going to ask John to to give us your story, but it's like 22 years long so far. I, I don't think I know anybody that's been online as long as you doing this. There's like a couple of other people. But but yes, um, yeah. It's uh, it's it's been an exciting and wild ride, and as far as I'm concerned, the internet space just gets more and more interesting and more and more exciting. And in some cases, it gets a little easier, and in some cases, it gets a little harder. Uh, I wouldn't say it's overall any more difficult today. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a different set of rules, uh, but there are some also some fundamental things that. You know, there are some fundamental things that I've been doing for the last 22 years that I still haven't changed, and they still work. And we'll be talking about some of those today. Yeah, and you know, it's funny because I had uh, a a name you'll recognize on the show uh, a few months back, Marlon Sanders, and uh, we were we were we were talking about the the Boulder conferences and uh, and how you know so many of those fundamentals are still the same. They're just applied through different channels and different platforms and maybe a little different technology. But I totally agree that I don't think it's necessarily gotten harder. It's gotten different. And in many cases, it's gotten a lot easier. That's right. Because there are so many tools. And I, I just imagine, you know, in 1993, if you wanted an autoresponder, there was one guy you would call. He was in Texas. <laughs> uh-huh. And it was $4,000 a year. 
and there was no sequential follow-up. You would just get, actually, you get three autoresponders for four grand, and they could respond with a single message. There was no AWeber. There was no mail managers. There was no uh, social media. There was no, there was really no nothing in terms of technology. And, uh, and, and, and now, if anything, we have too many choices. It's about figuring out which of the choices to, to use. But there are so many different tools available to marketers now. If we'd had those when we were younger, when we were starting, I can only imagine you know, what would have happened. Uh, yeah. We'd own the internet by yeah, now. Well, that, that's it. I mean, it was so much more difficult, especially technically, right? Like, I mean, to, just to take a payment online, what a bitch that was. Now, it's, now I mean, it, it's nothing. I mean, that's just that's ta- table stakes. Setting up websites, table stakes. And I mean, email marketing, God, I remember, you know, you used to have your list in a, in a CSV, like a file, you'd load it up into oh a good God. old mail loop, right? You know, right, blast right. that bad boy out from your desk and hope that, you know, your ISP that you were dialed up to didn't shut you down. That was it. That was the, yeah, that was the good old days. So, you know, I want to dig in because I, I mean, you're, 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 you're an email marketing Ninja, you have been for a very long time. And uh, I want to really dig in today, though, to email marketing if you don't have a list. And so let's start at the beginning. How does someone leverage email marketing ethically without breaking the rules if they don't have their own list, without breaking the spam laws? So um, let's throw away one option that people sometimes think is a legitimate option, and that is buying a list and trying to mail it yourself. That will get you into a lot of trouble. So nothing that we're going to talk about today has anything to do with you buying a list of email addresses or a CD with a million names or any of that stuff. That's not how we do it. That's not how we recommend it. Um, It'll get you into a lot of trouble. So, So what do you do? People are like, well, then how do I get started? So it's all about leveraging other people's lists. And that's how it's always been. It's been like that since the beginning. It's about finding someone else who has a list that they either rent out or they will trade a mailing or you'll mail for them and they'll mail for you or in a more traditional joint venture or affiliate uh, relationship where they mail for you, they get some performance, you pay them for that performance. And I want to go back to one of my mentors and one of the things that he said when students would ask him what they do when they don't have a list. And he said, well, let's go to Google. Let's say you're in the dog training market and we enter in dog training e-zine, dog training newsletter, dog training mailing list, (laughs) dog training whatever. And what we do is we find people who have lists in the dog training space. And when you go to Google, and this was so like revolutionary to me, and, and I've never had a problem finding people since I learned this trick, go to Google, enter in your niche plus newsletter, and that's a list. Mm hmm that's a list. That's a, it's not a list of people you can mail to. It's a list of people who have lists that you can mail to. It's even better because you don't have to form millions of relationships with end, and, and consumers. 
you form relationships with the people who own the list, who have the data, who have the relationship. And that's one more big benefit to not trying to, you know, buy names and mail. Even if you could, even if it was legal to buy a CD and to mail out a million names through your, your ISP, even if you could legally, legitimately do that, and you never got one spam complaint, which, by the way, that would never happen. You'd, you'd get <laughs> shut down in you know, like, like five minutes. Mi- yeah. But even if you could, there's no relationship there. And that relationship, I submit to you that that is responsible for most of the actual conversion rate that you get. When you get a piece of spam and it says, buy my thing, or check this out, or, or whether it's Canadian pharmacy or you know the latest uh, weight loss pill, you don't know who this is from, your natural um, propensity is to just delete that. And the reason that you delete it is because you don't know who that person is. But if someone who you know, like, and trust, someone who you've subscribed to their podcasts or you've subscribed to their email list, you've uh, been on their website, maybe you follow them as a blogger, when they say, hey, here's a pill that we've been testing out and we've tried it and I take it myself and it totally works to help me lose weight. Now there's a recommendation there. And so I I really want to focus or get people to focus on, instead of thinking about the lists that are out there, think about the relationships that are out there. Because there are, there are so many different lists that you could mail your offer to. Uh, I mean, if you're in a very tiny niche, like we used in one of our examples in our training, the model train niche. Well, you're going to probably dominate that niche pretty quickly. I don't know how many model train enthusiasts are are out there that have lists. Maybe a couple dozen, maybe maybe even 100 or, or 200. So you'll probably dominate that market quickly, but you will dominate it. And if you look at a big market, a big niche, a weight loss or health or financial or self-help or business opportunities or home business, things that there is really a lot of inventory out there, well, you'll you'll never be able to dominate it because there's always going to be more lists and that's fine. Uh, you'll be able to to just keep going and, and scale out and, and build up your business. So... Um, you know, that's that's really the secret is to find people that have lists that will let you pay them to uh, take advantage of piggyback, so to speak, on their relationship and their credibility. Okay. So and, you know, I know this is this is revolutionary for so many people. They don't even realize that this whole opportunity exists out there. Now, is what we're effectively talking about is what is known as solo ads in the Internet marketing space? Yes. Yes and no. Okay, so solo ads have kind of taken on a life of their own and they um they are there's a whole industry, cottage industry of people who build up small lists and then rent them out. And those lists may or may not be good. And and you can definitely rent uh solo ads or get solo or email-based traffic from some of those small players. But uh, I, I would say I don't use the term interchangeably. I think of it in terms of uh, email traffic, uh, just because solo ads have kind of digressed into their own little world, which also involves 
safeless and, and, and stuff I don't even want you to like worry about. So, so um, for most of the people out there, when you're going to be working with someone who you've identified and you want to work with that particular partner and you're going to pitch them and you say, hey, I'd love to expose your list to my offer and I will pay you for the privilege. Most of the time, we're going to be talking about what a solo ad is. So we're going to be talking about what a about doing an actual solo ad. And what a solo ad is, let's just get the definition um, straight. A solo ad is where you mail your ad with no other ads to a prospect, either through someone else's list or through a rented list or through a brokered list or through an email network. Or even when you send out an email to your own list, if there's no other ads in there, if there's no other distractions, no content, no other info, that's what we consider solo. In other words, solo means only or alone or just this one offer. When you look at some of the newsletters out there, there's a great network we use, uh, we've used called Newsmax. Um, and there's a bunch of networks like that. But when you run an ad with Newsmax, you can run a solo ad or you can also run a, a, a sponsored ad where you're part of someone else's content. Uh, so solo ads are going to be the, the best kind of traffic because that's where it's really me to you and there's no other distraction. And if you open up a solo ad for me and you're interested in what I'm saying, you'll probably click through. And you might opt in and you might even buy because it's something that you're interested in. When I put my ad in with uh, a content, you know, a banner or a little this, this article is sponsored by so-and-so, uh, we don't have the same impact. So uh, you want to be in a situation where someone is sending just your message to their list. That's going to be ideal. Okay, so just to just to, to tease this apart for everybody that's listening, because I, I think what happens is people have heard of solo ads, so they go out there, they Google solo advertising, and they find these this cottage industry of people that are building lists purely to broker them, and so which you were referring to. So your approach is, you know, there might be some good lists in there. You're doing solo advertising, but you're sourcing out good lists that are not lists that have been created purely for the purpose of renting them for advertising. That's right. That's uh, that's a great example. There's um, I won't give his name, but there's a very famous marketer in the health space. We were talking about him earlier, mm -hmm. and he sells uh, many, many millions of dollars worth of stuff every month. And he has a blog. And he recently revealed some of the ways that he makes extra money. So he sells his product, and then he has a secondary product, and um, he he does some other stuff where he'll promote some stuff from friends and stuff. But twice a month, or maybe three times a month, he rents rents his list of three or four million people out to a third party. He rents it out. So he takes his list. And he will send that list an offer for a different product. In some cases, even a competitor. Because not everybody responds to every offer. Not everybody um, is going to respond to that clip art person or that price that you have or your headline. And so more and more, we're starting to see large list owners agree to mail a 
a third party or affiliate or uh, we'll just say a, a non-house offer mm -hmm. to their list. And that's really what you, what you want to look for. There are some great brokers out there uh, that specialize. They don't specialize in every niche. They're mostly in the big ones we talked about before, uh, self-help, business opportunity, uh, health, um, and financial. And and you can find um, you can find quite a few people that are legitimate in the space uh, that can actually get a big list that can put together a list of a million or have access to a list of a, a million or more very good high quality people. That's the kind of offer that you want. What you don't want is Joe Blow and he's got 5,000 names and he's, you know, because then you'll drive yourself crazy. You'll spend all this time setting up these mailings and it, you don't really get the, you don't really get the impact. And the other problem with these small list owners is it's just not scalable. You know, let's say you do a, a mailing of 10,000 people and maybe you pay, I don't know, 100 bucks, right? Or 200 bucks. Let's say it works. Well, you're not going to be able to mail that tomorrow. <laughs> you're not going to be able to mail that next week. Maybe you can mail it once a month. But when you find a big list, uh, and that's why someone like a Newsmax uh, with 5 million names, um, when you test them, you can, or, or if, you, if you look at some of the brokers in the, uh, uh, in the biz op space specifically, they have very large lists. And you can go to these guys and say, you know, I want to spend $500, I want to spend $1,000. And if the offer works, if the list works with what you're promoting, you can go back to them and you can run to the other 4,900,000 names. Yeah. So, so that's really what you want is you want something that's scalable and that is, uh, I would say, legitimate. Um, not that the small players aren't legitimate. It's just that the small players, they don't have any ability to scale. And there's definitely some, some fraud and some other issues with the small players. I like to go with, I mean, who's got the best traffic on the internet? You know, Google, mm -hmm. Facebook, right? I mean, that's, that's just a fact. There's almost no, if you look at Facebook, there's almost no fraud in, in that, um, in that network. Mm -hmm. And so there's not every click is great. You're not going to make money off of every campaign, but at least you're not dealing with the fraud. So I like to work with larger companies and larger people because not only do we eliminate that fraud issue, but like I said before, we can now scale up. I can say, hey, let's mail that list again, or let's go to the rest of that list, or can you find me more lists like that list? It's amazing how many list owners out there after they've mailed their five or ten or fifteen follow-ups, well, they don't have anything else to mail. Yeah. And now they're just looking for something else to make money from their list. Yep. And so that's why a lot of these guys, even Agora, even some of these large, you know, boardroom, these large companies with millions and millions of names are willing to do third-party mailings for people because you can only mail your list the same offer so many times. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. And if they're not interested in that, you might as well find another way to get value out of that list and give them what they're looking for. Now, when you're looking at a list, um, you've mentioned a few things, but if we go out there into the world of, let's say, health, I have a health offer, how do I, what are the criteria you use to determine if a list is worth mailing, worth investing in? What are the things you're looking for? 
So um, let's take the health example because that's great. Um, if it's a very general interest deal like weight loss or joint health is very popular right now, memory boosters are very popular. Let's assume we're selling something in that space, either an information product or a supplement of some sort. You can probably go to a general interest list, a Newsmax, an Archimax, something along those lines where you're not spending a, a, a lot of money for a specific targeted type of, of list mm -hmm. because what you're looking for is just general prospects. I mean, I think 120 million Americans at any given time identify as being on a diet. So you can almost mail any random list, you know. I mean, this is true. Sure, yeah, you're you know, right. Yeah. You know you're going to find. I mean, and, and I've done very, very well taking offers and r rather than tightening them up, really broadening them up yeah. and figuring out. Now, I'll still attract. I still have my customer avatar. I still bring people into my funnel and, and talk to them that the way that I think they want to be talked to and, and give them what they expect. But you can almost go to any list and do weight loss. You can almost go to any list of people over 40, 45, and run joint health. Almost any one. I mean, you know, don't do this because you probably get arrested. But if you just walk <laughs> down the street of any city and ask people over 40, do you suffer from joint health or joint pain? Or do you have like any pain when you're reaching down to pick something up that you dropped? You know, like four to five of them are going to say, yeah, I got a little pain there. So um, I think that depending upon what you're selling, if it's very general interest or if it appeals to a very broad market, you can go to a list that is not a specific health list. There's another benefit to that, too. If you go to a Newsmax list, which is more of a conservative political or politically conservative list, um, you can have a lot of people who are, who are older there. Uh, they get hit up for all kinds of stuff, you know, everything from – I mean, give to your local conservative politician to, you know, like join this group. To, I think AARP, I think, even advertises on Newsmax, right? Yeah. But it's not a specific health list, which means that there's not going to be a lot of people hitting up that particular group of people for that health offer. So there's something to that, too, where when you get a targeted list um, – you're quite often, you know, the, the 40th guy to try to sell them Garcinia Cambogia mm -hmm. or Forskolin extract or whatever the hottest thing is at the moment. And so, um, so quite often I look for what we call, and my very favorite lists are what I call related lists. And these are lists of prospects who are the same prospect that you would be going for, but the person you're renting the list from sells something different. So maybe the person sells an information product about joint pain. And now I'm coming in, and they've never even thought of selling a supplement. That's not their business. That's not what they want to do. They want to be on ClickBank. They want to sit back and be info marketers. Now I can go to them and say, hey, I have a joint pain offer. I'll give you 75% commission on that offer. I'll mm -hmm. overpay you on that offer so I'll, I, and in some cases, I might even give a hundred percent commission. 
because I want to acquire that customer. So when I say to that person, let me promote this offer and I'll, I'll overpay you, I'll give you a big fat commission. Maybe I'll pay you a, a high cost per click or maybe I'll pay you a ridiculous commission or maybe I'll, I'll pay you some other way that it becomes very difficult for you to say no. In essence, what that person does by mailing your offer, by recommending you to their list, is they take everybody who's predisposed to buy a joint pain supplement and hand them to you on a silver platter. Mm -hmm. And if you have a good process, and if your product's good, because that's a big one, uh, if your product's good, you'll get a bunch of customers, you might overpay for that relationship, because that's in essence what you're buying. You're buying the relationship, the recommendation. And now those customers are yours for the rest of your life, and you don't ever have to pay any more commission. And when they buy their second bottle, third bottle, fourth bottle, fifth bottle, then you're now in a situation where you've, you might have overpaid a little bit on the front end, but now you're really in profit. And now you're able to take that relationship to uh, its next level, which is basically introducing someone to you and your product, which is, by the way, why you need to have a decent product when you're doing these offers, uh, when you're going out to people. Because number one, a lot of times people want to see what you're selling their list, and so you need to impress them. They don't want to sell crap to their, to their people. And then the other thing is, you are going to have to pay money to get those people from their list to your list, either as a customer or a prospect. So you better be selling something decent or else you'll pay all that money. People come in, they'll try the joint pain supplement, it won't work, and they'll never buy again. So there's, there's a, a couple of pieces to that puzzle, but it starts with finding someone who targets your exact customer but doesn't sell your exact thing. Right. Okay, so now you've touched on this a few times as you've been talking, but I know it's a question that's out there is, okay, so I find somebody with a good list. What, how should I pay them? What should I be paying for? Should I be paying for clicks, leads, just a general flat fee for mailing? And, and what is the ballpark you should be expecting? That's a great question. Okay, so the first answer, I'm going to give you two answers. The first answer is there's usually something, and this is like a, an ad agency uh, terminology, you might want to get phrased with it uh, or, or uh, uh, hip to it. Uh, the phrase is called prevailing rate. Prevailing rate. And you can go to offervault.com or your favorite CPA network, and you can look at some of the metrics that are out there that people expect. People with lists, they look at metrics. And they don't ever, by the way, look at conversion rate. They could care less what the conversion rate is. They care about how much money they make per click. Mm -hmm. That's the number one thing that people care about. And so if the prevailing rate is for health weight loss clicks, if it's a dollar, then you're going to probably have to pay about a dollar for a very good high quality weight loss click. Mm -hmm. If Google is charging $3, you're probably not going to get it for less than a buck. 
you know, you might even have to pay a buck fifty or two. So look at the prevailing rate. Look at what people are. Uh, uh, if you join Max Bounty, is one of my favorite CPA networks. I think all of them do this now. Look at your favorite offer that's similar to the thing that you're promoting, and look at what the earnings are per click uh, uh, amongst a whole bunch of affiliates. And if the affiliates are earning a dollar per click or 50 cents a click or whatever, that should be your starting point. That's what you need to make sure that your partners are going to be earning. If they're not going to be earning that, then you need to fix your offer so that it actually helps them make that much money. Otherwise, you're going to be spending a bunch of cash and you're going to be bringing people in, either paying per click or whatnot, and those people aren't going to convert. They're not going to convert for you. So, so look at what the prevailing rate is. If you're a host company, if you sell hosting and everybody else is paying $150 for a new customer, you're not going to have much luck trying to pay $20, mm-hmm. Right. If you're selling Garcinia Cambogia and everybody else is paying $60 per sale and the average earnings per click are coming to a dollar per click, you're not going to do well by offering a 10% commission. Yeah. You know, you're going to have to look at what the market has out there. And you use tools like CPA Networks and OfferVault and, and ClickBank and you ask around in your space. Ideally, you will be on lists. Uh, one of the things I recommend is look at all the affiliates who are in your, or sorry, the networks and merchants who are in your space, your niche, and sign up for their affiliate programs. And they'll tell you when you when they do a launch, you know, we averaged $1.50 a click. That's what you want to shoot for. So, so you look at market, you look at the prevailing rate, but the other more important answer is you pay absolutely as much money as you possibly can afford to pay to acquire the customer. And the reason is, is because then you win. You, you, you win. That's how you win this game. If everybody else is paying a dollar a click and you're paying a dollar fifty a click, everybody's going to give you their traffic. Mm-hmm. Now, you have to have a process to make money from those dollar fifty clicks. You have to have a good funnel. You have to have a squeeze page. You have to have a good sales page. You have to have upsells and downsells and all that stuff. You have to have a process. But if you have that process, and and you and I have been in the situation a couple times in our life where we were paying so much for <laughs> sales that I mean I've had affiliates worry about me they called me and they're like i had a, a one of our brokers in new york called me said are, are you making money off of this deal i mean i just want to make sure like you're not going to go out of business and stiff us all are you and i'm like nope nope i'll, I'll even prepay you and they're like how, how are you making money and i just say oh well you know i'm just a generous guy and what they don't understand is, is that they've never been through my process. They didn't see all the things that I do to extract as much money from those prospects that go through my funnel. Yeah. But once you have that process and you, you pay more than everyone else, uh, we had a client, he was going to ad tech, the big, uh, uh, yeah. the big seminar, right? Yeah. So a big internet advertising seminar, biggest one in the world. And the guy said, how do I get people to promote my, um, my life insurance offer? 
And I said, and he had a great process, just just so slick. And I said, well, what's prevailing rate? He says, prevailing rate's about 90 bucks. I said, well, how much can you pay? He said, I can pay 140. I'm like, so you need to go around and, and like make a little one sheet that says something like, you know, um, have you heard about the crazy guy that pays 50% more for life insurance leads than anyone else? I mean, be known as the crazy man that overpays for life insurance leads. You know, mm -hmm. like uh, like the guy, um, who's the guy that wears the the um, question marks on his Oh, uh, Matthew Lesko. Matthew yeah. Lesko. Like, <laughs> yeah. he, he's always at those events too. I mean, it's just crazy to see him. Be the guy that, that when they're in a meeting and they're like, God, man, we need to increase our third party revenue next month. I want the guy you meet to raise his hand in the meeting and say, I met this crazy guy who pays way more money per lead than anybody else, or he'll pay more per click, or he pays a higher commission, or he pays a hundred. Uh, there's a famous marketer, um, uh, we can say his name because he doesn't do this anymore, but Eben Pagan yep. uh, ran a dating offer. And he sold a $20 book and he paid a $40 commission on the $20 book. And people thought he was stupid, crazy, <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah. And, and he made more money off of that offer because he overpaid on the front end. Now, he kept the customer. He didn't pay any commission after that $40. But, you know, that's the kind of thing that got everybody mailing their list. I remember when he mailed that, that offer out to all of his affiliates, people freaked out. And then all of a sudden on all the discussion boards, everyone's like, oh, my God, if you mailed this offer, you better mail it now. Like, it's crazy. Like, we were tripping over ourselves to mail that thing. Yeah. And that's that's the situation you would ideally like to create. Now, not everybody's going to be able to create that. That's going to take some time. We start with a good product, a good funnel, finding lists that would be relevant to our offer, and approaching them. And like all sales jobs, it really is a numbers game. It's um, using Google, using ad networks, using discussion boards, using the number one tool I use now is Facebook mm -hmm. because you got all these guys bragging. They're like, <laughs> they're, they're out there, they're bragging. I use that against them. I mean, I don't use it against them per se, but you know, if you're going to be bragging about how great your list is, then I want a piece of your list, man. Yeah. So, so, so that's the key. It's instead of thinking about how many names can I collect, think about how many list owners can I collect to actually start mailing my offer through their program, through their platform, with their blessing, with their endorsement. Yeah, and you know, for everybody that's li listening right now, one of the things you need to keep in mind as well is Jonathan gets to play in, let's call it the, the, the more competitive markets and spaces. But for everybody that's listening, that's, that's in the less competitive, let's go back to our model train example. Yes. It gets a heck of a lot easier because you're not dealing with the same level of sophistication, the same level of knowledge of what their lists are are potentially worth and stuff. So I got to believe that as well that when you're in these different smaller niches that aren't as attuned to the everything we're talking about here, that it, it becomes even easier to negotiate to get mailings and stuff. Is that true? 
It's absolutely true. And because there's a couple reasons. One, um, people who are in, especially internet marketers. So if we talk about anyone in internet marketing or IM or home business or any of these, I mean, everyone knows what a squeeze page is, Mm -hmm. you know, everyone knows what a funnel is and they've seen them all. They've seen that lead pages template you're using a dozen times. (laughs) They've seen your click funnels thing, you know, they've seen it. So it's not new. So they don't opt in. So the first thing is you don't have that level of, we'll just say audience sophistication, Mm -hmm. the audience audience themselves are not so sophisticated that they are you know they're they're they've seen this everything before you know so they're they're a, a lot easier to get on your list a lot easier to sell stuff to little tricks that we take for granted like upsells and things like that on a smaller non im maybe less sophisticated audience, that stuff still works. I mean, it barely works now in in our yeah. stuff. I mean, you know, it does work. I mean, we still do it. Upsells still work. But, you know, you've got that, um, you've got that, that level of sophistication. And then the other thing is, is that um, if you've got a really good quality product, you're now dealing with a, a list owner who he built this list up in order to share model train stuff with. He didn't build it up to rent. He didn't build it up for any reason other than he has a blog, someone told him to start an AWeber list, and now he's got 23,000 model train enthusiasts. And now you've got model train plans that you're trying to sell, right? Mm-hmm. For bridges and mm-hmm. equipment and whatever, track pieces, I don't know, whatever, if you're in that niche. Now, when he recommends you, He's actually going to really recommend you because you're someone who can really help his list. This isn't my weekly email that I send out to all the people so I can make extra money. This is, you know, me helping my list. And quite often, these smaller lists, or we'll just say more targeted lists, they don't get as much email. They might only get a piece of email every every couple of weeks. And that's very different from some of these lists that are in, say, the health space or the IM space, where they get a couple of emails a day. Yeah. And and so that's people just get blind to that stuff. It still works. You still make money. But I would say for people in a smaller niche, it, you've got great opportunities right now because you just don't have that level of sophistication with the audience or the list owners. And you can really help them make some great money by giving them a great offer to mail to their list. Maybe you pay them, like I said, a cost per click. Uh, sometimes I, I've actually, and you you guys, when you used to work with Corey, he would say, yeah, I would call this guy with this car website and I'd say, I want to buy a banner. And he'd say, I want a hundred bucks a month. And Corey would be like, okay, and so <laughs> give him a hundred bucks. You know, and meanwhile, you're getting like 300 visitors a day from this thing. Yep. I, that stuff probably doesn't happen as much anymore. No. <laughs> but But there are still windfalls. And those windfalls are in those ancillary niches and the niches that not everybody is working. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, I love it when I'm playing in niches outside the, the um, business opportunity, the internet marketing space, because it, everything is easier. 
You know, you, when you're not, uh, you're not dealing with that level of sophistication where they're like, oh, look, he's using click funnels and lead pages and, oh, what's an upsell? <laughs> you know, they're prepared for it, right? Like, God, you know, there's no surprises. Um, it's, uh, I, I love getting outside the IM space. Um, so, okay, so we're almost out of time here, but I have one more, I think, really important question. And that is, when you're putting these offers together, what is the what is that front end offer look like? Are you going for a sale right away? Are you just trying to capture the lead into your database as a step one so that you can now market to them indefinitely without having to pay for them again? Well, um, it depends on the strategy that we're using, and it really depends on the list owner because there are some list owners out there and they just want to sell you a click. You know, they'll mail your thing and then they want 50, 60 cents for every click that comes in. And if I have to pay on that basis, then I'm going to do everything I can to squeeze those people. I'll throw them straight into a squeeze page. I'll give them a big promise. I'll, I'll probably upsell them. I may or may not because I don't have to. I, I'm not looking for revenue that I have to give a percentage of to the list owner. So if it is someone who's just mailing for me and I'm paying per click or if I'm paying per mailing or on a CPM basis, uh, which is you know based on the number of emails that they send, I'll probably start with a squeeze and I may or may not use either an immediate upsell or some offer to try to monetize that. I'll try to build a self-liquidating funnel. But... Um, but I don't have to. And there are times when I, I do want to just build a relationship. I don't know if you've had Andre Chaperone on, but he is a brilliant relationship builder. Yeah. And there are times when I might want to run someone through a 10 or 15 part follow-up sequence to really get them into the mindset that I want them to get into to buy the thing that I'm trying to sell. And I wouldn't want to try to sell them anything. So if I'm able to buy or if I buy on that basis, then I'll probably make it more of a list collection. But if I am paying a commission, like if, if, if I'm going to give someone 50 to 100% commission, well, I better have some money to give them or else they're going to be mad. They're not going to mail for me again and they're going to tell everybody, don't mail for that guy. His mm -hmm. offers stink. So I'll, I'll try to go with some sort of immediate sale maybe a five or seven dollar thing we're we're testing right now a funnel um, in the health space it's a, a very inexpensive book so it'll probably be under ten dollars you know we'll we'll test all sorts of price points but it'll be under ten dollars and ideally I'd be able to take and give that all that money a hundred percent commission to the the person who's doing the mailing for me. So if it's a rev share thing, I'm going to absolutely sell something so that I can pay them. If I just have to pay, um, like per click or per lead, sometimes you can negotiate those deals. It, then I'll probably play more of what we call the long game uh, and and really try to develop the relationship with the prospects. Awesome. Does that make sense? That makes perfect sense. And. Uh, and yeah, that's great clarification. Now we're we're at a time, um, but before we wrap up, you know, where can where can our listeners find out more ab about what you guys are doing? And I know you've you've you have your uh, your email academy there, but I, I noticed that it's closed at the moment. But you know, can people get on the list for that if they want to learn more? Where do they go? 
Absolutely. So you can go to emailtrafficacademy.com and you can join the list. Now, one thing we do, the academy, is that we provide unlimited coaching to all of our students. And because of that, we do not just fill it up because otherwise I wouldn't be able to ever go to the beach or, you know, <laughs> I, I we didn't mention this, but I live in Maui, Hawaii. And so I like to go to the beach and, you know, have fun and go paddle boarding and stuff like that. So um, I need to have my own time. Uh, and so um, we do limit the amount of people that we let into the academy, but we open it up every couple of months. And uh, if you join, or, or sorry, if you just give your name and email at the emailtrafficacademy.com website, the next time we open up, uh, you can come to one of our webinars or read some of our, our uh, sales pages, uh, hear what some of our other students are doing. We'll be glad to uh, let you in, and then you can join as well and get the free coaching and all the other stuff that uh, that our students get. And then we also have another course, which is a more uh, basic, broad-based traffic course called Traffic Evolution. And uh, you can just go to trafficevolution.com, opt in there, and uh, that'll take you through the, through the process that we have. Um, but, uh, but the academy is, is really exciting. It's something that we're it's, – it's really where we take what we've been talking about today – and we give you pretty much the A to Z steps of setting up your funnel, setting up your follow-ups, creating a process, and then finding people to run offers for you. Fantastic. And, uh, and Jonathan, thanks so much for, for all the sharing you did today. I mean, you just, you just unloaded. I mean, I, I've paid for courses that I think gave less information on the, the whole solo ad type thing than what you just gave here today. So, yeah, awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. So honored to be here. And Derek, you totally rock. Thank you, man. <laughs> Fantastic. All right, everyone. That was Jonathan Mazel. And uh, as always, any links mentioned in this interview will be included in the show notes, along with an absolutely killer transcript of this episode. And you can find all of that at entrepreneurignited.com forward slash podcast. And uh, don't forget, if you haven't done so, you can uh, subscribe to this on iTunes or SoundCloud if you're not subscribed already to make sure you never miss a future episode. And if you like what you hear, while you're there, leave us a rating, leave us a review. And uh, now it's time to apply that final essential ingredient to actually making this stuff work for you. And that is take action. So if you have notes, if you have things that you learned here today and you want to apply it to your business, set a deadline, take action, get it done, and see real results. So go forth, take action, and we'll see you in the next episode. This is your host, Derek Gale, signing off. Thanks for listening to another info-packed episode of the Entrepreneur Ignited Podcast with Derek Gale. For links to all of the resources plus an entire transcript of this episode, go to entrepreneurignited.com slash podcast. Make sure you never miss another episode. Subscribe now on iTunes or SoundCloud.